at the mercy of the Deltas. Dollface and Barbie complied meekly, but I resisted with everything I had as Monica pushed me towards the girl's shower. I wouldn't have had much of a chance to get away from her normally, but with my wrists bound by a pair of pantyhose, resistance was hopeless. This is kidnapping! I yelled, to nobody in particular. What a whiny little bitch you are, said Monica. Calm yourself down already. Hey, little sister, taunted Elizabeth as she met us at the entrance to the bathroom. You silly pledges should know better than trying to steal our underwear. We would have been happy to loan you some if you had asked. You know that wasn't what I was doing, I spat. Hmm, she shrugged. I wonder if the university would believe you. I'll tie him into one of the shower stalls, and then we can cut off his clothes, announced Monica. No, said Elizabeth, shaking her head. I don't care about his pants, but we don't want Candy losing his pledge shirt. Okay, nodded Monica. This just got a bit more complicated. They hauled me over to a shower. As I looked down the line of shower stalls, I could see that both Barbie and Dollface were getting the same treatment, but they weren't really resisting. Take down his pants and keep his belt, said Monica, holding me tightly so I couldn't budge an inch. Elizabeth stripped me of my pants, snickering as she saw my dick, which was semi-erect now. <laughs> Have you ever noticed how small Theta guys are where it counts? giggled Elizabeth. Strap his legs together, instructed Monica. There, she smiled as she buckled the belt ankles. One secure little sister. Great, I'm going to untie him and strip his shirt off. Do you mind giving his balls a squeeze so he doesn't try anything? Not at all, Elizabeth said, digging her nails into a vice-like grip and clamping down hard on my sensitive scrotum to let me know who was in charge. Even when she eased off, I offered no resistance as Monica untied me, pulled off my pledge shirt, and retied me to the shower head so that I was up on my tiptoes. That'll hold him, informed Monica as she smacked me hard on my bare ass. Why weren't you wearing a bra, sissy? demanded Elizabeth. I didn't even attempt to answer her. I was a late bloomer in high school. I can still remember finding my first chest hair and being so proud of it. My legs had already been shaved, but my other body hair remained untouched until now. They began lathering up my underarms and chest. The water in the shower was cold and the girls were getting a bit wet as it splashed off of me. Looking down, I could make out Elizabeth's amazing tits through her wet t-shirt. I began to shiver in the cold water. Can't you at least turn up the hot water? Shaving in cold water is better for you, said Monica. It stiffens the hairs, and that makes it easier for the razor to do its job. Seems to be the only thing that stiffens in cold water, giggled Elizabeth, looking at my considerably shrunken manhood. I shivered under the cold water for what felt like several hours, but was probably no more than forty minutes before Elizabeth finished shaving the sensitive areas of my balls and my ass. She mercifully turned on the warm water for a few minutes to let me warm up. 
We probably don't need to retie him to take him back to my room, suggested Elizabeth. Where is he going to run naked? I'm not taking any chances. Besides, they always seem to fight the makeup, especially reshaping the brows. Suit yourself. We'll give him a few more minutes to warm up, and then you can retie him the same way we untied him, said Elizabeth, making a claw gesture with her hands. That's exactly what they did. I no sooner had my hands free from the shower head than I felt her sharp nails digging into my ball sack. I complied as Monica lashed my hands behind my back. Even worse, this time I was gagged with my own underwear, and a pantyhose leash was tied around my balls. I couldn't struggle without serious pain, so I meekly followed behind the girls to Elizabeth's room. I'm sure by now you've figured out what's in store for you, explained Elizabeth. I know that you would like to think that you boys played a silly prank that backfired on you, but I'm pretty sure the university wouldn't see it quite the same way. I get the idea that you don't care too much what happens to you, but your two co-conspirators would also face expulsion and criminal charges. Breaking into a young girl's room is not something that law enforcement looks at as harmless fun anymore. I tried to mumble something through my gag about illegal imprisonment and kidnapping, but nothing really came out. Sorry, bitch. I know how to tie and gag a sissy real good, smirked Monica. We're going to have some fun with you, but we'll let you go when we're done. Hopefully, you'll have learned a very valuable lesson. If you resist us, though, we will call the campus police and we will pursue all the charges we can. Sitting sullenly on Elizabeth's bed, I only flinched for a moment when I saw her grabbing the tweezers and advancing on me. Losing my eyebrows was just one more indignity that I would have to suffer. It turned out that in addition to being a scary hard body, Monica was also quite good at doing hair. And, as Elizabeth worked on my face, Monica had no problem with putting my hair into a short, asymmetrical pixie style she turned to Elizabeth and said, His hair would be so much better if we had him go blonde. My gag was removed to make it easier for them to work. Hasn't this gone far enough? I asked. Please, let me go. Not a chance, said Monica. If you throw a hissy fit, then I'm going to have to gag you again. So no tantrums. Just relax and let me do my thing, instructed Elizabeth, applying a liquid foundation to my face. It felt cold and clammy on my skin, and I didn't much care for the smell. But I was still securely bound, and while I might be able to reason with Elizabeth, Monica was both formidable and mean. Wow, he's gonna clean up very nice, said Elizabeth as she began to apply blush to my cheekbones. I can already see his face taking shape before I even do his eyes. Yeah. We've got a real natural here, even for a theta, agreed Monica. I wasn't facing a mirror, but as Monica added each new item, I saw their excitement grow. Elizabeth got really intricate with my look using a dark gel eyeliner and black lengthening mascara. She used a white eyeshadow just underneath my brow line, a golden brown on the contour line, and a more neutral brown with a shimmery glitter on the lid itself. Blending these colors together, 
She really made my eyes pop. Elizabeth carefully lined my lips in a dark red and filled them in with a cherry lip gloss, while Monica looked in Elizabeth's closet for something for me to wear. You have some really nice things. I hate to waste them on a sissy. Are you sure you don't want me to just go down to the wardrobe in the basement and find something? Asked Monica. I'm sure. Some of those things have been worn by so many guys already, cautioned Elizabeth. I kind of like this Blackberry dress. It should work nicely with his lack of figure, suggested Monica. Oh, I have some great deep purple nail polish. Do you want to start on his toes? Before long, I was sporting purple nails on my fingers and toes. My fingernails had been elongated by fake nails that made them almost an inch long. I wore a black bra and panties, and the bra was stuffed with a few old stockings to give me a little shape. I wore suntan hose, the blackberry dress, and matching sandals. Monica had been reluctant to untie me, but Elizabeth convinced her that it wasn't like I'd have the balls to go running off looking the way I was. The girls escorted me down to the basement to a small room that was barely larger than a walk-in closet. There was a bunk bed against each wall with about ten inches of space between the two beds. There were no doors or windows, and the room was a bit warm and stuffy. A simple light bulb hung overhead, with a string to turn it on or off. Welcome to your new home for the weekend, sissy, said Monica, as she and Elizabeth locked the door behind me. I immediately got to my feet and rushed to the door, but it was sturdy and definitely securely locked. I threw myself against it a few times, but with the heels on, I couldn't get much momentum, and I barely made any kind of dent. I kicked off my shoes and threw them across the room. It was so incredibly frustrating to be trapped in here. Whatever was going on, it was no coincidence that our punishment was further feminizing. That was for sure. It was maybe ten minutes after being locked in the room, when the door opened again. Barbie was being led into the room by Lauren and a tall brunette girl that I didn't know. She wasn't quite as tough-looking as Monica, but she was a couple inches taller than me, and I had no doubt that she was Lauren's muscle. I thought of trying to rush past them, but in these close quarters, the odds were against me, and even if I made it, where would I go? They had dressed Barbie in a red and white cheerleader uniform, complete with red and white ribbons in his hair. He looked miserable, but then again, I probably did too. Hey, snapped Lauren, why are you barefoot? I took off the fucking heels, okay? I replied snidely. Not okay. Put them on, right now, interrupted Lauren. I'm not going to- I said now, damn it! ordered Lauren, taking a step into the room and slapping me hard across the right cheek. The force of the blow took me off balance, but I quickly recovered and grabbed her wrists. Just put them on, Candy, pleaded Barbie. No, we settle this here, I insisted, applying pressure to Lauren's wrists. Unfortunately, I had left myself very exposed, and she need me right in the balls, causing me to collapse like a house of cards on top of one of the beds. She jumped on top of me before I could recover, and using her knees to pin my arms to my sides, she began peppering my face with slaps. Don't you fucking ever grab myself or any other girl in this house, or next time I'm going to cut off your goddamn balls and wear them as earrings. She spat in my face. Sonia, 
Could you please put these shoes back on his feet? As her partner put the shoes back on me, she took out a pair of handcuffs from her pocket and used them to lock my hands to the top of the bed. I had long since stopped resisting, and tears were slowly starting to leak from my eyes onto my cheek. All secure, smiled Sonia. I'm going to tell Elizabeth that you were difficult, and when she sees what you've done to your makeup with the tears and making me slap you, she won't be happy. This is going to be as easy or as tough as you make it, threatened Lauren. As they left our room, relocking it, I could only lay back on my bed, writhing in pain. My balls still ached from Lauren's knee, and my face was on fire after getting slapped so viciously. Don't piss them off. You're going to make it worse for all of us, pleaded Barbie. I looked up to see Dollface being shoved into the room. She was dressed like a prom princess. I probably got off the easiest in terms of my outfit. Oh, hell. I see they did a number on you, too. We're fucked, guys, replied Dollface. We could get expelled for this, agreed Barbie. Guys, we're being restrained against our will and falsely imprisoned. Best case scenario, this has to violate the university's hazing ban, I argued. If we made a big stink, I think Alpha Theta Nu would kick us out. This sorority is in so tight with us, and we still owed him on the loan for the fraternity house, disagreed Dollface. Seriously? You're worried about getting into the fraternity after all of this? Of course, replied Barbie. This is a little embarrassing is all. It's worth it to be part of the best fraternity at the school. Maybe you don't get it, but we're set if we're alphas. We'll get to go to all the best parties and have all the hottest women. This is our golden ticket. No, it's not, I insisted. Look, for all the hot women that supposedly hang around us, name one brother who has a girlfriend. They keep the options open. I would do, said Dollface. You guys are nuts. As soon as I get out of here, I am out of Alpha Theta Nu, I replied. Just don't ruin it for us, all right? Begged Barbie. Yeah, this means a lot to us. Don't blow it, pleaded Dollface. Guys, I came back to get you because I knew something like this would happen. Don't you remember me telling you that the fraternity was trying to feminize us? I asked. Well, look at us now. Just don't blow it, said Barbie. I'll try not to, I replied. But who knows what these girls are up to? It can't be that bad. They're just sorority girls, said Barbie. That's easy for you to say. You didn't have Lauren beating the hell out of you. I said, disgustedly motioning to my cuffed wrists. I told you to cooperate, sighed Dollface. Do either of you have your cell phones? I asked. That's the first thing they got, replied Barbie. Same added Dollface. Me too, I concurred. An hour later, the door was flung open. Elizabeth stood in the doorway, but I could see at least a half a dozen girls behind her. You disobedient, disrespectful little bitch, bellowed Elizabeth at me. I decided not to answer her, but that didn't calm her down at all. She unlocked me from the headboard and immediately wrenched my arms behind my back, reattaching the handcuffs behind my back in a very painful manner. 
She hauled me to my feet and shoved me out the door. I stumbled right into Monica's waiting arms. They led me up to Elizabeth's room and pushed me down in a chair at her sink. I was nice before, spat Elizabeth. I see now that was a mistake, a mistake I won't make again. Now you're mine, bitch, sneered Monica as she applied a pair of rubber gloves to her hands. What are you going to do? I said, panicking. Nothing you can avoid, interjected Lauren. Don't you remember? asked Elizabeth rhetorically. Monica thought you'd look better as a blonde. Aw, oh, don't look so sad, taunted Monica. It'll wear off in two or three months. No! I cried, but with five girls positioning me, I didn't have a chance to resist, and Monica soon had my hair thoroughly coated. After that, I just let Monica do her thing. Oh, baby, medium beige blonde is so you, teased Sonia. The other girls all laughed at my expense. When I returned to the room, Dollface and Barbie looked at me wide-eyed. At least they didn't cuff me again. But after getting a last warning from Elizabeth to keep my shoes on, she told us all, Good night, ladies. We're going to have a lot to talk about in the morning. And turned off the light. We were all exhausted from the day's events. And sure enough, we did soon all fall asleep. Without a window letting in any sunlight, our wake-up call was fast and harsh. We all blinked our eyes as the door was thrown open, trying to adjust the light now flooding our eyes. "'Good morning, girls,' said Lauren. "'You have a busy day ahead of you.' "'Will you please just let us go?' I moaned. "'You have thirty seconds to take off your old clothes and strip to your birthday suits,' demanded Elizabeth. The other two were out of their beds and complying as quickly as they could, while I moved much more reluctantly. "'Don't you dare wreck those clothes by ripping them off. You had better be gentle,' warned Lauren. We were soon naked and stepped out of the room. Monica and Sonia were there, as well as two girls who were handling Dollface. I learned their names were Dana and Sue. Dana was a stunning blonde, with small, perky tits and legs that seemed to go on for miles. Sue was not a bad-looking redhead, but again, she was a little taller than I was and definitely an athlete. We were led to a basement shower area, which was different from the one upstairs, as there were no individual stalls, and instead a number of spouts in the ceiling and walls that filled the whole area with water. We were handed sweet-smelling shampoo and body wash, and told to lather each other up. It was just another indignity, especially when they made us lather up each other's ass and balls. In fact, they made sure we lingered on each other's balls for a very long time, with cell phones at the ready to capture the video if we go hard. Something that Dollface did, in fact, do. After toweling each other off, we were led to another room, which had the appearance of a backstage dressing room, Outfits were laid out for each of us, and we were told to hurry up and get dressed, and they'd help us with the rest. The outfits all followed a similar theme. Both Barbie and I were dressed as sexy schoolgirls, with tight white sweaters and short red plaid skirts. We wore thigh-high stockings, 
which didn't make it all the way to our skirt bottoms, and five-inch heels, while Dollface's costume was more of a businesswoman and even included a pair of retro glasses with plain non-prescription glass in the frames. The girls soon had us dressed and made up. They even put a fake bun on the back of Dollface's head that made her look like a strict teacher. I suddenly had a bad feeling about this. We were finally led up to the main floor, where the entire house greeted us by cheering our appearance. We heard an occasional wolf whistle or cat call, but the girls seemed genuinely thrilled that we were there. We were brought to the center of the large meeting room and forced to our knees. I think we were all blushing pretty intensely to be on display like this. Natalie stepped forward, smiling as she inspected our feminized forms on the floor. Girls, you have really made me proud. You have really outdone yourselves with these three sissies. I'm not a sissy, I interjected. Elizabeth stepped forward and smacked me on the back of the head. That is not necessary, said Natalie. If he doesn't feel like a sissy, he doesn't feel like a sissy. I'm sure we can change that. The way she talked about me sent a chill down my back. She really believed she had all the control she needed over me right now, and I saw no reason to disagree. Now, you have broken into our home and damaged the bond between ourselves and Alpha Theta Nu. This is a very serious charge, and one that the university will also feel is a very serious matter, I am sure. We're so sorry, ma'am. We've learned our lesson, and it'll never happen again, groveled Dollface. I'm sure it won't, said Natalie. I know how it is. I was a freshman once, too. You just got in over your head, and now that you're caught, you realize that your little harmless prank was much more serious than you thought when you planned it. That's right, agreed Barbie. Well, we have a way that you will make it up to us. Once that's done, this whole thing just becomes a memory of wacky college hijinks that you never even think about much in future years, reassured Natalie. Does that sound agreeable to you? Oh, yes. Thank you, ma'am, agreed Dollface. Barbie also thanked Natalie and the entire sorority for being so merciful. But I know this wasn't going to go down so easy, so I had to be the one to rain on the parade. So just what do we have to do? <laughs> Nothing you haven't done before, said Natalie. We loved that little porno that you all made, but we think you could do better. Um, Barbie tried to speak, but nothing came out. Dollface and Barbie realized just how bad this could be, and the looks on our faces brought giggles from the girls who could see our expressions. Quinn is a film major, and I'm sure with her directing, you're going to do just fabulously. I can't wait to see the final product, beamed Natalie. I'm sure you'll be a real credit to Alpha Theta Nu. And we can declare your debt settled and let you be on your way by tomorrow. Quinn stepped forward. She was a short girl with breasts of at least a C cup. She had long, blonde hair and wore glasses. What worried me, though, was the look on her face. It told us that we were in some serious trouble. She led us up to her bedroom and sat us down on a bed, 
Elizabeth, Lauren, Dana, and Monica, came with just in case we felt like being difficult actors. I'm Quinn Brown, and I'm really looking forward to working with you, she said in an almost professional manner. In this film, Barbie and Candy are going to be students in a sorority house, and Dollface is going to be their very strict professor, who is worried about their grades and has come over to tutor them. I'm not filming a porno for you, I insisted. Yeah, I'm not comfortable with this either, objected Barbie, looking to Dollface for backup, but finding her instead looking down shamefaced at the floor. Oh, I totally understand, agreed Quinn. I'm horrible at talking people into things, but perhaps the other girls can persuade you. No, I'll do it, stammered Barbie. Terrific. That leaves just one holdout, clapped Quinn. If I have to make you do it, Candy, I can promise it will be so much worse for you, threatened Elizabeth. I saw the look in her eyes and glanced over at Monica, who seemed to be looking for a reason to hurt me, and I agreed. Oh, this is going to be great, enthused Quinn. I think if we're going to want to make this a great female porno, we need better tits. Can you get some from the wardrobe for us? Get the biggest you can find. I'm on it, said Dana. Fifteen minutes later, the cameras were set up and I was sporting a size 36D set of breasts, while Barbie was a D cup. We laid on the bed and made some horribly banal small talk. Wow, that Professor Dollface sure is strict, said Barbie. I'll say, I replied, I don't think I'll ever pass her class. I hope I don't get kicked out of the sorority for my grades. Me too, agreed Barbie. Candy, I'm so nervous. Will you hold me? I got to my feet and hugged my frat brother. It wasn't too bad until I heard Quinn tell us to lift up our sweaters and play with each other under our bras. We both played up our moaning for the cameras as we fondled each other. Then, our reverie was broken up by the door opening. Professor Dollface, called out Barbie. Oh my, what are you doing here? I reacted. Hello, smiled Dollface. Candy and Bobby, I've been worried about you. You're not doing very well in my class. Oh no, gushed Barbie in a very girlish voice. Will we pass? I'm going to try and get you to pass, purred Dollface, but it's going to be very hard. I like it very hard, I said trying to be seductive, but my heart clearly wasn't into it. Cut! yelled Quinn. I just didn't feel that, Candy. I don't want to keep you boys here any longer than I need to, but if we're forced to redo scenes over and over, you will be working at this for a very long time. I'm sorry, I replied. I can get it. I don't want to let my fellow actors down. The lines we had to say were so humiliating. We were constantly doing bad double entendres, and though we were clearly cross-dressed males, Quinn had us acting extremely girlishly. I guess I might have found it arousing if I had seen three girls doing this sort of thing. 
but the thought that it was me and my frat brothers reduced to this status nauseated me. You did really great with the dialogue, girls, announced Quinn, but nobody watches porn for the dialogue, now do they? She started out by having us make out playfully. First, she had Barbie and me together, and then she added Dollface into the grouping. We all shuddered and squirmed, but her threat about making us reshoot the scene was real, and none of us wanted to have to get through another take like this. I was surprised that she didn't stop shooting when, at one point, Dollface stuck his tongue in my mouth and I began to gag. She just kept rolling. After we had gotten a bit warmed up, we hoped that we wouldn't have to do anything more. But instead, we found that our trials were just beginning. Kissing became open-mouth kissing, and fondling our fake tits became fondling our real dicks. Repulsed as we all were, our cocks did grow hard from the attention, and it was all caught on the camera. "'That's great,' said Quinn. "'Do you see why this is so much sexier than that manic humping you were doing during your first video?' "'Oh, this is much steamier.' I think I'd like to get some toys into this now, suggested Quinn, but it was really an order, and we knew it. Toys? asked Barbie. Ah, uh, just this for now, she said, pulling a double-headed black dildo from her bag and handing some lubricant to Barbie, almost as an afterthought. I think you and Candy need to lube each other up now. I could see tears of shame beginning to well up, as Barbie applied the lubricant between my ass cheeks. I did the same thing to him. We turned and faced Quinn. That's just marvellous, sissies. Liz, Dana, can you get them into a seesaw for me? She asked. No problem, said Elizabeth, with a big, wide smile on her face. The two girls approached us and worked the enormous dildo between our ass cheeks. We winced and moaned, as the dildo began to painfully fill us. Sensational, said Quinn. Now, Dollface, why don't you get on your knees and you can suck off candy? You can't be serious, said Dollface. But as she looked around the room, she could see that none of the girls were laughing. Go on, on your knees, instructed Quinn. We were instructed to push and pull back and forth, driving the dildo into each other's ass and slightly pulling it out. It was so big and so uncomfortable. But after we got a steady rhythm going, we both got excited despite ourselves. As they made Dollface take my cock in her virgin mouth, I couldn't help but soon begin to moan. I was instructed to play with my titties, and I did just as I was told. I know my appearance betrayed me, I looked like a man in ecstasy, and judging by the moaning behind me, Barbie wasn't much further behind. I soon shot my load into Dollface's mouth. About half of it made it in, and the other half sprayed all over her unsuspecting face. Beautiful, exclaimed Quinn. Don't swallow. Get up and walk around and give Barbie a deep kiss, transferring it to her. Dollface did as she was told and Barbie took the cum into her mouth. Dollface dropped to her knees, this time sucking off Barbie and depositing the warm, salty goo into my mouth. 
It didn't gag, but it didn't exactly savor it either. When I had swallowed Barbie's load, Quinn declared it was time for us to suck off Dollface, which we did. I had to actually suck his cock, while Barbie had the job of using his tongue on his fraternity brother's ass. We did as we were told, and when we were finished, we were spent. We lay there on the floor, exhausted and shamefaced. We had started the video shoot on early Saturday morning. It was now more than 20 hours later, and we were yet to get any sleep. The girls led us to our walk-in closet bedroom, and we were out almost immediately. The girls let us sleep a while, but about seven on Sunday evening, we were all dressed in lingerie and again assembled in front of the entire house. I was placed in a black baby doll while Barbie was in a red lacy teddy. They had put Dollface in a pink, frothy, light nighty. Of course, we wore full slutty makeup, thigh highs, and shoes to match our outfits. You came in here as panty thieves, but you are leaving as stars, smirked Natalie. If you look at the television screen, you can see the brand new premiere of College Girls in Heat, starring Dollface, Barbie, and Candy. I stared transfixed at the screen. The movie wasn't Hollywood quality, but I had seen pornos that had much lower production values than our shoot had. Things were as bad as I feared they would be, and maybe even worse. Now, it would be very easy for us to punish you. We have copied all of your contacts from your phones. Think how girlfriends, buddies, employers, and mom and dad would react to seeing what sluts you boys turned out to be, threatened Natalie. Oh no, please don't do that, ma'am. I'd be ruined, said Dullface. Barbie joined in the begging, and even I began to plead a little. Well, we, the sisters of Delta Delta Omicron, are nothing if not merciful, said Natalie, smirking as she looked right through me. As long as you remain members in good standing with Alpha Theta Nu and do nothing else to bring shame to your house, then we will make sure nobody outside of this house sees the video you made. Thank you. We will not disappoint you, said Barbie. For now, though, let's return you, instructed Natalie. Big sisters, bind the prisoners. We soon found ourselves retied with pantyhose around our wrists behind our backs. A dog collar was clipped around our neck and attached to a leash that our big sisters held onto. There was something about this that seemed much too ceremonial, almost like this was a ritual that had been performed many times before. Our big sisters led us back to our house, while the rest of the sorority walked behind us, some carrying torches. They sang their sorority songs as they led us through the darkened campus. We felt terribly humiliated and self-conscious in that predicament, especially when passersby would laugh and point at us or take pictures on their cell phones. Remember, Candy, if you're a good girl and you stay a member of Alpha Theta Nu in good standing, then your parents don't have to see your porno, and neither do your friends or your future employers, warned Elizabeth. So 
I can't quit the house? I asked. I noticed Natalie seemed to imply that, too. See, you're smarter than you let on, she chirped. You're sick. And when I find out what game you're playing, I'm going right to the dean to get your house shut down, I threatened. <laughs> you can try, but I wouldn't advise it, she said, tugging sharply at my leash. When our fraternity brothers came out to greet us, they applauded for the sisters, but also for us. Those poor, stupid bastards thought we were some kind of heroes and not the latest victims of a dark conspiracy that they were already trapped in. If I couldn't get my freedom, I was going to get the answers I sought and bring this whole thing down once and for all. Chicklet untied me, and then Stilettos handed me a beer. The guys were in a celebratory mood and wanted to know just what went on in that sorority house. We sure weren't going to tell them. Monday morning had come around much too fast. I took my usual seat at the front of Professor Shepard's class, and I could hear all sorts of hushed whispers about my appearance. That's a good look for you, Candy, teased Elizabeth as she took the seat behind me. Even Professor Shepard had a good laugh at my expense when she saw me in my blonded and femininely styled hair. My bra was stuffed, as had been asked of me, and I wore a pair of nude hose and black pumps on my feet. My lilac-colored Alpha Theta Nu shirt read, Perfect Alpha Theta Nu, and had a picture of a kitten on a lilac-colored background. I don't think there was a sorority on campus with a shirt this precious. I will say this, Mr. Darcy, smirked Professor Shepard. You are an overachiever.